Coming up on 5-Minute News. New Year's revelries muted by virus as curtain closes on worst year for a century. Iran's foreign minister says Trump fabricating pretext to attack and race to vaccinate millions off to a slow, disorganized start. It's Friday, January 1. I'm Anthony Davis. Fireworks soared into the sky above the Sydney Opera House, but the harbour below was a deserted ghost town, a fittingly creepy send-off for a year that will not be missed. No light show illuminated Beijing from the top of the TV tower. St Peter's in Rome was nearly empty for Vespers. London's Trafalgar Square, Moscow's Red Square, Madrid's Puerta del Sol and New York's Times Square were all barricaded off. While some cities would launch fireworks over empty streets, others called their displays off. Paris, Rome and Istanbul were under curfew. New York's countdown ball was set to drop on Broadway, but in place of hundreds of thousands of people jammed shoulder to shoulder in Times Square, the audience would be a few dozen pre-selected key workers, including nurses, doctors, a grocery store worker and a pizza delivery man. Their families kept six feet apart in socially distanced pens. With more than 1.7 million people dead and 82 million infected around the globe since last New Year's Eve, yet hope emerging that new vaccines can help tame the pandemic, the year ended unlike any other in memory. Angela Merkel, in her 16th New Year's Eve address as German Chancellor, said as much, I think I'm not exaggerating when I say, never in the last 15 years have we found the old year so heavy. And never have we, despite all the worries and some scepticism, looked forward to the new one with so much hope. China's President Xi Jinping said the year's extraordinary hardship had allowed people to demonstrate their resilience. Only in hard times can courage and perseverance be manifested. Only after polishing can a piece of jade be finer. In the Chinese city of Wuhan, where the pandemic originated a year ago, thousands were expected to gather at landmarks across the city centre to count down to 2021. Some said they were being cautious, but not particularly worried. In Australia, where Sydney's fireworks annually serve as the world's first big visual display of the new year, gatherings were banned and internal borders shut. Most people were barred from Sydney's downtown. The virus did not stop North Korea from staging its celebration in Pyongyang. State media showed revelers in face masks filling the main square for a concert and fireworks. But in Madrid's Puerta del Sol, where Spaniards typically count down to midnight by stuffing grapes into their mouths, at each clock strike, police put up barriers to keep people out. In Britain, under even tighter restrictions to fight a new, more contagious variant of the virus, official billboards instruct the public to see in the new year safely at home. Italy's bars and restaurants were closed and a curfew imposed for 10pm. The rules prevented the traditional assembly of thousands of Roman Catholic worshippers for New Year's Eve Vespers at St Peter's Basilica. Pope Francis cancelled plans to lead the service because of a flare-up of his sciatica, and a cardinal read the Pope's sermon to a small congregation at a secondary altar. 
as the world reels not just from the pandemic, but from the rise of fascism dressed up as populism in the West, lies painted as truths, and misinformation warfare, 2021 looks to be just as tough for the poor and a bumper year for the rich. Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javed Zarif accused US President Donald Trump on Thursday of attempting to fabricate a pretext to attack Iran and said Tehran would defend itself forcefully. Separately, a military advisor to Iran's supreme leader warned Trump not to turn the new year into mourning for Americans. Zarif said in a tweet, instead of fighting COVID in US, Donald Trump and cohorts waste billions to fly B-52s and send armadas to our region. Intelligence from Iraq indicates plot to fabricate pretext for war. The US military flew two nuclear-capable B-52 bombers to the Middle East in a message of deterrence to Iran on Wednesday, but the bombers have since left the region. In recent days, there's been increased concern and vigilance about what Iranian-backed forces might do in the lead-up to the anniversary of a January 3rd US drone strike in Iraq that killed top Iranian general Qassam Soleimani. Washington blames Iran-backed militia for regular rocket attacks on U.S. facilities in Iraq, including near the embassy. Donald Trump returned to Washington on Thursday, abruptly cutting short a holiday retreat to his private South Florida resort as the president's allies on Capitol Hill prepare to mount a last-ditch challenge to Joe Biden's election victory. The president had reportedly been in a stormy mood since his arrival at Mar-a-Lago, where he decamped days before Christmas and was originally expected to remain through the New Year's Eve celebrations. Critics say Trump is so enraged by his election defeat and at the refusal of the conservative-packed courts to back his plan to overturn the result that he plans to start a war with Iran just to leave President-elect Joe Biden with further chaos to manage after Inauguration Day. The race to vaccinate millions of Americans is off to a slower, more disorganized start than public health officials and leaders of the Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed had expected. Overworked, underfunded state public health departments are scrambling to patch together plans for administering vaccines. Counties and hospitals have taken different approaches, leading to long lines, confusion, frustration and jammed phone lines. A multitude of logistical concerns have complicated the process of trying to beat back the scourge that has killed over 340,000 Americans. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is asking for patience, noting the vaccine supply is limited. Florida has placed a priority on residents 65 and over to receive the vaccine once medical workers and long-term care residents and staff get the shots. The decision bucks a suggestion from the CDC to place a priority on people 75 and older and essential workers like teachers and first responders as the next to get vaccinated. Dr. Ashish Jha, the health policy researcher and dean of the Brown University School of Public Health, said the main problem is that states are not getting adequate financial or technical support from the federal government. Jha said the Trump administration, principally the Department of Health and Human Services, has set states up to fail. Over the past few weeks, Trump administration health officials had talked about a goal of shipping enough vaccine by the end of the month to inoculate 20 million Americans. 
but it's clear the US won't reach that mark. Army General Gustav Perner, Operation Warp Speed's chief operating officer, said that 14 million doses had been shipped around the country so far. Tracking by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention showed that as of Wednesday, only 2.8 million injections had been given. President-elect Joe Biden said the Trump administration is falling far behind and vowed to ramp up the pace once he takes office on January 20th. Meanwhile, a Wisconsin hospital worker was fired and has since been arrested after they admitted to deliberately damaging hundreds of doses of a COVID vaccine. According to the Aurora Medical Center in Grafton, Wisconsin, a worker at the hospital sabotaged some 500 doses on Wednesday. The worker said they deliberately damaged 57 vials of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine when they removed them from refrigeration on Friday night. The hospital notified appropriate authorities for further investigation, having launched an internal probe into the matter. The police department in Grafton outside Milwaukee said it had been notified by Aurora about an employee tampering with vials of the COVID-19 vaccine. The FBI and the Food and Drug Administration are also investigating. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.